Welcome to the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. When Kevin gives the word, be prepared to call in to 865-243-TALK. That's 865-243-8255. Now, Kevin Ray. Welcome into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray, your host. Thank you for joining us. I'm here with co-host Mark Griffith. Um, we are so excited to bring you some very important information today, and we hope that you sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Um, and you know, it's the beginning of the year, and uh, we have a new series that we're beginning, and, and the name of our new series is um, Home Ownership Matters. Um, and you're going to be able to find this series as we continue through it on thehousinghour.com. You can find us right there on the web, and you can also listen to the show there live, and you can also listen to past interviews. You can listen to important series that we have um, and, and it's a great site we'd love for you to go and give us any feedback on it you can sign up right there for additional updates throughout the year and we'd also love for you to follow us on Twitter it's uh, the housing hour it's at the housing hour um, and also our Facebook page facebook.com slash housing hour um, and, and Mark and I both also look uh, for you to provide us feedback or questions um, you can email us uh, both uh, Kevin at kevinray.com and uh, Mark is uh, mark.griffith at migonline.com. You can ask that, access that contact information right there on our website. So let's get into this series a little bit. And the first part of this series, we're bringing in our very, very special guest, Bobby Lopez. He's with Capital Financial Group. You guys hear me talking about him all the time and his group. And we're going to start with him. And, and Bobby, thank you for coming in and uh, doing this for, with us and for us. Yeah, thank you for the invite. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that we always think about, you know, some people it's exercise, some people it might be financial things. We all want to set new goals for the for the new year. And, you know, some people, hey, you know what? One of their goals is to set goals. I yeah. mean, honestly, that that is a great goal because you're only going to be able to do and meet your goals if you have not just any goal, but actually organized goals. So that's what we kind of want to talk about because you're in the financial world and you sit down with people and you help them understand, you want to understand what are your goals and, and what can we do to help you meet those goals? So why don't you just walk me through just the basics of what, you know, cause I'm sure you have a lot of clients that you offer this type of, of, you know, series on and talk to me a little bit about what you do and what you think about the, the goal setting. Yeah, absolutely. You know, part of my job is to sit down in an intimate setting with a, a client or a client family or even a, a company, you know, sitting down with a president or CEO, whatever the case may be, and really trying to capture and envision what is the vision of that company? Where, where, where is it that they want to go? Where is the vision of that family? What do mm. they want to accomplish? You know, in the vein of, you know, this being a new year and people's resolutions and things of that nature, I think you're going to talk about home ownership and mm -hmm. later, later in the show. Um, what are your goals? Let's define those things because most people don't think about that. One of those might be to own a home, potentially. Correct. Absolutely. Maybe it's, uh, um, you know, we want to retire or we want to plan for college for, you know, Jimmy or Susie or whatever the case may be, or we want to buy a second home 
home or whatever the case might be, um, let's plan for those goals. Maybe it's to get out of debt. Mm. Uh, maybe it's to develop a, an emergency savings. So um, your goals should be smart goals, we always say, in the sense that they're specific, they're measurable, they're attainable, they're realistic. Mm. You give yourself a timetable. Um, and so the beginning of the year is a great time to do that. And I would say that's a good step one is define your goals. And could another goal, let's just unpack that a little further. You know, one thing that people like to do um, on a yearly basis is to vacation. You sure. know, people, you know, they have these grand ideas and they want to go on a cruise or maybe they want to go to Disney World. And <laughs> it is several times a year. <laughs> very expensive to do these things. And those people out there who are conscious about saving money could that be a good goal as to hey how can we really how much you know setting a budget and all those things for a vacation is that a good goal as well yeah absolutely and i would say that that's kind of the you know on a top 10 list that's probably step two is once you envision what your goals are uh then you have to begin to you know take a look at well what discretionary income do we have what extra money do we have left mm. over um and you know i put my pants on like anybody else one leg at a time and mm. so my wife and i were just having this conversation this past weekend you know we want to go on vacation what's our budget uh, how much do we have to save on a monthly basis to make sure that we can go on the type of trip we want to go on? Mm. So is it a Disney World or a cruise, or is it, frankly, a camping trip up in Illinois somewhere? Mm-hmm. You know, what seems to make sense? So, yes, I'd agree but with that's you. That's kind of random, Illinois. Is yeah. it have good camping up there? It, and that's where she's from, so. <laughs> okay, well, then that makes sense. You can go with your father-in-law and have a great time. <laughs> well, well, that's so good to know. So, so then after you have identified, you know, what the goals are, mm-hmm. right? So you, you've got... 10 goals. What are, What is the normal, when you sit down with people, what are the normal um, amount of goals? I mean, do you, do you see people that have 100? You know, is it 10? You know, what's the normal amount? Yeah, normally when I sit down with folks and we take a good look at what it is they want to accomplish, um, I call it the big three. There's three main mm-hmm. things, main things that people are focused on. So it'll be things like retirement, uh, college planning or education planning for kids. Uh, it's also survivorship. So mm. what happens if something happens to me or to my wife? Right. Um, we then begin to see some of the ancillary goals, such as um, saving for a vacation, mm. uh, travel. Um, people want to buy toys, so you know, saving for a specific item. Mm-hmm. Uh, but more importantly, when people begin to get in those saving habits, um, that's when you can begin to take those discretionary dollars and allocate them in different directions. But it's just... It's, you know where your money yeah. is and where it's going. Well, one of the other things, one of our past series that uh, Mark and I are so passionate about is the Home Energy series that we you can find right on thehousinghour.com. And you know, Mark had incredible success and he's recording and documenting the success from having the energy audit. But you know, an energy audit and then actually implementing some of the suggestions, it's not free. It does cost some money, but those are other, you know, things that you could budget money for. Hey, you know what? I want to, I want to, you know, go in and do some of these things that the, the energy auditor suggested. So, so anything like that, home improvements, those type of things that they might want to budget for. And I'll tell you that, you know, the budget is typically where I get pushback from people because it's, you know, it's not a candlelight uh, dinner yeah, topic. That's not you fun. know, you get the pushback on, I don't want to do it, but this then is where you, you have appropriations with your wife. You have to have committees and <laughs> <That's> <laughs> figure right. out who's going to get what. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but, you know, this is where you typically get the pushback. Uh, but even big companies, you know, they have budgets in the form of profit and loss statements. I mean, uh, it's, it's ultimately, an you're going to get yeah, exactly. To do. 
Um, you know, you can uh, combine other New Year's resolutions. So you stop smoking, mm-hmm. and that saves you money. Um, this is ridiculous, but I used to do work with a lot of folks in the military, and this one guy in particular, I'll never forget him. He was a lieutenant in the military, in the Army, and he would always go and buy Gatorade. Mm. And so this guy was buying about four or five Gatorades a day, you know, at the Whoa. little shop at, and he spent 120 bucks a month on Gatorade. Holy cow. You know, so little things like that. And Bobby, one of the things you mentioned is uh, discipline. You know, you've got to get into the habit and pattern of, of saving and setting goals. How do you help somebody that's really never done this? I mean, because 2013 is here and everybody says, oh, no, that again. I'm, I'm just terrible at that. So they forget it. What right. would you tell them? You know, I see uh, two extremes. <clears throat> On one extreme, I see folks that uh, are very comfortable budgeting. They're more of your analytical personality types. And then folks, just as you said, Mark, that are just very uncomfortable doing that. And so given that um, we've done everything from taking a look at three months worth of bank statements and begin to construct budgets from that, um, or if they have a general idea of what it might look like, um, just so we can begin to get the framework. What are the fixed expenses? What are the variable expenses? Uh, you know, And how do you make it comfortable? So when my wife and I first got married, I wasn't a financial advisor. Uh, I was in the military, as I said, and I spent more than she did. You know, And so once again, the shit's no. on the other foot here, right? <laughs> I was a little more impulsive. Um, and so what we did simply is, you know, I said, man, I'm out of control and you're you're very disciplined. Let's just set up an allowance system. And that mm-hmm. sounds so elementary. She had you on an allowance. She had me on the allowance. <laughs> oh, right? you didn't put her on an allowance <laughs> no. so you could spend more. <laughs> she put me on the allowance. Now, right. but uh, and, and, you know, so there's little things that you can do, little tricks that you can incorporate to make it easy. But certainly, you have to work into that. So that's a that's a good point. That's a great question because you know. I think for people out there listening and also me who is listening to you speak, you know, just trying to figure out, okay, first thing you've got to do is figure out what your fixed expenses are. Then you got to figure out, you know, what are some other things that you might have as far as discretionary income and all of those things. So how easy do you make it? Because, you know, let's just say I have a friend. <laughs> here, here we go. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No. But no, I, I, I personally sometimes have, have this issue as well. And, and we have, we struggle with it as well. But budgeting is always one of those things where it's, it's just so uncomfortable to do. Um, but, you know, there's tools out there that you can certainly try to use. Like our bank has a, a tool that will help you to budget. And, and that's fine. But but you guys being the experts, is it as easy as somebody saying, okay, here, I want to have this conversation with you and here's here's my three months bank statements. And, and then are you guys literally pouring over those, you and your team of assistants? <laughs> or is it, or is, how is that all worked out? Because I mean, or, or, and then also, you know, hey, guess what? Here's all of my bills. Here's, here's my electricity. Here's my mortgage. Here's my car. Here, whatever bills that you have. And then you guys actually piece together and construct, you know, the full picture. Because I think that's part of the problem for a lot of people is that they don't know. I mean, and it's so, it sounds so elementary. It's like, well, how much do you pay? What's your elect, you know, how much are these expenses? But then, once it comes down to actually getting it all on paper, it becomes such a big ordeal. So, so how easy do you make it on people first? And then what are some actionable things that we can do to make it easier? Uh, you know, it really is 
the most onerous part is just getting it on paper. And so we will sit down with folks, like just like you mentioned, and take a look at their mortgage or their rent, their phone bill, all of those things that we have that are consistent expenses. And then try you have to wrap a checklist for them correct. to get you. Okay. And then try to wrap our arms around things that are a little bit more intangible, so some of those miscellaneous things. Mm. Um, and yeah, what I find exactly. is... What's this $65? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And what I find is when people actually begin the process, sometimes it becomes almost uh, an addiction and they start to monitor it you know, very closely right. from there. And yeah, that's, yeah, that's obviously one extreme. <laughs> what about the folks that are heading toward the cliff? I mean, our country just went yeah. to the cliff. Some might say, well, it's it's too late for us. We're like heading over the edge. Can you help those folks or do they get somebody else? Uh, it's funny you say that because, you know, fiscal cliff, economy, market, all the stuff that we see in the news and the media and things of that nature, there's still some basic fundamental blocking and tackling things you have to do. Mm. You have to control your expenses. You have to know what those things are. Um, you can certainly sit down and look at those things because if you think about it, if you don't have that budget template, you're never going to be able to save consistently. You're never going to be able to plan to get rid of all of your debt or uh, do X by such timeline. And so what ends up happening is you continue to push off your goals, push off your goals, and eventually you're going to have to make hard choices. Exactly. Um, like we're in right now. Sure. Well, and then also, I mean, we just got our kids um, a bunch of Legos for Christmas. And, you know, here I am at first trying to just, well, no, 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 there's, I can see all the pieces. And I know his head goes on his shoulders, you know, <laughs> but then you get to it and you're like, oh, wait a minute, I skipped three steps. And now I'm having to undo stuff and, you know, replace it. And a matter of fact, during Halloran, we had a, a company wide thing and we only have about a minute left in this segment and we'll continue on here in just a moment uh, with Bobby um, from Capital Financial Group. But one of the things that I realized when we did that exercise with um, uh, with Halloran, we had a group setting and all of our managers were there and we broke up in teams and he first gave us the box with no instructions, you know, and then after we clearly didn't know what we were doing, he then said, instructions, anybody want them? And so we got the instructions. Well. I think that that also could be applied to how you develop goals and how you you get to your goal. You know, you have to have a path, right? You have to have a path and instructions. You help with the instructions. That's correct. And I'd say it's kind of a combination of Vince Lombardi and Jiminy Cricket, right? Mm. You know, you're giving some <laughs> coaching, uh, but also you're there to serve as a conscience and as a guide to kind of help guide through that that quagmire. Mm -hmm. um, can we throw Pinocchio in there? Maybe your nose starts yeah, growing. Yeah, no, that's what we talk point. about your budget. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Well, that's a good one. Well, you know, this is a great series I think we're going to have because I think that people out there that do want to own a home that actually already own a home, there are definitely certain strategies that they can develop. And, and, and no matter what you're doing, no matter where you are, you can take these things, you know, by the horns and really get a hold of this. And I think, you know, what we're going to discuss and continue to discuss are, are things that you can apply directly to your life. So when we come back to the housing hour, we're going to continue with Bobby, Bobby Lopez with Capital Financial Group, uh, one of our proud sponsors, and we're so thankful for him being here. And we're going to continue talking to him. And you know what? You guys let us know if you have any questions, you can always email us at kevin at kevinray.com. You can find us on thehousinghour.com as well. We'll be right back after these messages. Radio Source, 100.3 WNOX.
At Title Associates of Knoxville, we are all about you. You, the buyer, the seller, the real estate agent, or the lender. Hi, I'm Sue Benson, owner of Title Associates. In today's real estate market, it is more important than ever to have a title company with experience, a company you can trust, and one that conducts business with you in mind. Our staff has been serving Knoxville and surrounding counties for over 20 years with timely, attentive service. We are constantly updating and re-educating ourselves to ensure the best possible service to our customers. At Title Associates, we are proud to be a part of this community, a community that has remained positive during the downturn of the economy and a community that will recover with an even stronger real estate market. If you're buying, selling, or refinancing, our staff promises to make your closing a pleasant one. If you're a real estate agent looking for excellent customer service, give us a call, 777-1040, or visit our website at tanox.com. Title Associates, your choice and the right choice. Join the Housing Hour with host Kevin Ray and co-host Mark Griffith every Saturday from 2 to 3. They'll bring you a fresh perspective on homes and home ownership. Also, check out their website at thehousinghour.com for past shows and special interview series like energy efficiency in homes and protect your family. That's thehousinghour.com presented by Mortgage Investors Group, East Tennessee's home loan solution for the past 23 years. Tennessee Mortgage License Number 109111. Home ownership matters, and Mortgage Investors Group wants to help you with all your home financing needs. Whether it's a purchase or a refinance, our federally licensed loan officers are ready to help you sort through all the mortgage loan options. So call us today, 800-489-8910, or visit us online at mortgageinvestorsgroup.com. Mortgage Investors Group, your home loan solution for the past 23 years. Tennessee Mortgage License Number 109111. Clearly, your best choice for news talk. 100.3 WNOX. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Back in here to the Housing Hour. We're here with... Bobby Lopez. He is uh, with Capital Financial Group. And actually, you can reach him at 865-261-3980, I believe, is where his phone can ring. And also, any other contact information that you can provide us? Yeah, that's it's actually uh, 865-246-1725. Oh, thank you very much. Well, that's actually your direct number, correct? Yeah. The 246-1680 goes to your main number, I believe. Yeah, I think you probably just sent them to the no, taxi no. cab or something. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't you tell us, because we've talked about what things that we're doing to to create the goal. Like we have all of these goals and you're going to help people boil them down because there's really, when you get down to it, there's a couple of three maybe, you know, big goals that people have. You know, one may be your health and then one may be your financials, your financial situation. Well, that then spreads out into so many other things. So once we look at those things, you know, one of the other things is you talked about survivorship, you know, getting your will in order. Those ought to be and should be very important parts of your financial picture. You know, what else could they be thinking about? Let's first tackle that, and then we're going to talk about home ownership. But, you know, there's there's three or four or five things that you really need to address. Emergency fund, survivorship, mm-hmm. maybe insurance, those type of things. 
Yeah, I think that you know if we just look in the order of a top ten, you know after you define your goal, you define your goals, and you take a look at your budget. You know, you you mentioned it. You need to take a look at emergency savings, whether it's three months, six months, uh, depending on if if both spouses are working. Um, you need to make sure that your insurance and your risk management's appropriate. How much like, emergency fund did you say? say three to six months of your okay. expenses. Okay. Um, you know, for risk management, you want to make sure the beneficiaries uh, are who they're supposed to be and that mm. you have enough. Uh, there's right. been divorce situations where that hasn't been the case. Mm. Um, you want to address your debt. That's that's critical. I mean, that's an opportunity cost that you're wasting on something. Uh, you want to free up those dollars. Um, y- you know, just like a car, you want to tune up your portfolio, make sure things are balanced and, and balanced appropriately for your risk tolerance. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to double check your wills and your estate estate documents to make sure everything is still correct, to make sure the guardianship is in place for your children, as an example. Uh, and then some some stuff with taxes. You want to make sure your withholdings are good. You know, when you talked about doing a budget earlier, there's some ways to take a look at a budget and free dollars up by making minor tweaks and adjustments to somebody's maybe uh, a withholding or maybe uh, a situation that they have with debt. You can free up dollars to use for other things. And free up dollars can help with life insurance because everybody needs to have, especially if they got a family, they got to have life insurance of some form, right? Yeah, and it's, it's one of those things that um, there's a huge percentage of the population that isn't insured and then there's an even larger portion of the population that's underinsured. I think mm-hmm. that we just it's it, we're very myopic when we take a look at that. We don't look at the the full extent of it's not just to cover your mortgage or your kids going to school, but you know what happens for income for a spouse later. Those mm-hmm. are those are things you need to consider. And real quick, we we want this session to be certainly informative, but also I do need to let everybody know and I'm not just saying this because Bobby's here, but they offer a wide variety of services. So, I mean, you guys actually can help direct them if they if they need, you know, to to try to determine what's the difference between term and whole life or whatever the the complex you know questions that people may have you guys can help them with those things correct correct absolutely so so you know when people are thinking about okay well yeah okay great i got these goals yeah you want me to do look at survivorship you want me to look at my financial my goodness gracious i'm going to have to develop these new relationships with all these new people and that's one of the big obstacles it's like okay well i got to have an insurance guy i've got to have a f- financial guy i got to have a mortgage guy i've got to have a realtor all these different things and i understand that that you do have that hesitancy i myself you know have those concerns. The nice thing about Bobby and his group is that they have a lot of those services right in-house. And also the mortgage services is right in-house happens to be because we work in the same building. We're not affiliated in any way as far as that goes, but but that is a nice thing. And that's one of your big, I mean, you talk to people about that when you're meeting with them in that intimate session, you know, they don't have to be concerned about having to go out to here and do all of this this research themselves. You're going to provide a lot of that for them, correct? Absolutely. You know, we call them in our our lingo. You know, strategic alliances that we have with folks. And mm-hmm. you know, I serve as the quarterback for the team. And and if we need to go in a different direction, then hopefully I know somebody in that field that I can introduce you to and get mm-hmm. you help in that that realm. Can you call audibles? Yeah, I can right. call. <laughs> if you need to call audibles. All right, so so we've talked about the things that we need to to talk about and get in place. Now, would you, here's one thing too, and, and unfortunately, I think people do this maybe backwards a lot of times. And I'll speak for myself. You know, I've been around for a while and I've made my mistakes, but you know, think about it from this perspective. And I'll get you to share your comments, and Mark, if you have any as well. Um, when people are just getting married. And they, the first thing, what is the first thing they think they need to do? Well, it's either buy a house or, or have a baby, 
right? right? Is that am I am I lying? If right. I'm lying, I'm dying. That may not be, and you know, some of our some of our strategic alliance partners out there may not want me to say this, but that may not be the most effective way to start out your marriage. I'm just saying. To start a family, there's some other things that people need to think about, right? Sure, absolutely. You know, you need to think about uh, how are you going to structure your finances? Are you going to put them together? Are you going to keep them separate? Mm-hmm. You know, that's always the a hot discussion you get to have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do you have an emergency fund funded? Mm-hmm. Um, can you afford uh, the size of the house maybe that you're fantasizing about? Right, that's um, right. You, know, you get the sticker shock. Exactly. Um, you know, and, and have you set up a, a situation for yourself where you can really, uh, it's kind of like buying um, buying an airplane, right? Everyone wants to have, everyone wants to fly. It's easy and convenient. Mm-hmm. But maintaining that airplane is, is not very cheap. You know, it's mm-hmm. very expensive. It's the same with a home. Yeah. And you know, I don't know what I pay do. grade you're on, but no, I don't think about buying I an airplane. I never thought about a plane. <laughs> I'm thinking model airplane. <laughs> now, I've been down to Hobby Lobby and look some of the remote ones, but I can't ride on those. Okay, we'll say owning a boat. Okay, a boat is I'm more realistic. The gas and the slip and all that stuff. Is that your helicopter on top of the building that comes every <laughs> no, once? Oh, I thought that was Chrissy's. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so 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 let's talk about owning a home. So you've done some of these things, and you know, I, I bet you that you would hit a home run with newly wedded people. That you would be perfect for somebody. And you know what? Because you know what they're they're willing to learn. They're willing to, to say, you know, hey, let's do this the right way. And you can give them the tools they need before they learn all of the incorrect ways. It's, it's easier to learn something new than to unlearn something old and learn something new. So I think you would hit a home run. So if you're a newlywed, you're thinking about getting married, maybe you are thinking about proposing, that would be a great start is to talk to somebody like Bobby um, and give them, you know, give him the information. He can help you. So, so once we get to that point, what are some things that you can think of that people need to plan and make a goal when they say, Hey, I want to own a home. I know there are some things we need to get into place, but what are some other things that people need to think about, you know, budgeting? We know they have to, do you recommend them get it, talk to a mortgage person first? How do you, how do you approach that? That's a good question. You know, I think when folks, uh, when they decide they want to, you know, purchase a home and their home shopping and things of that nature, you know, it's first, it's important to figure out what, what's in the ballpark, what can we afford, you know, what seems to fit, can we afford the uh, extra expenses of, you know, having somebody take a look at our yard and pest control and all that stuff. So, you know, it comes back to the budgeting issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then obviously for my clients and for people that I'm working with, I want to make sure that they're getting um, the best professionals that they can work with. So um, instead of going out there and just randomly shopping stuff on the internet, if they can sit down with somebody professional, um, that fits for me, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it helps them to to get that confidence that, hey, I'm, I'm getting what I need to get out of this relationship. Um, and so I'll look for professionals, whether it be, uh, you know, somebody at MIG or, or somebody similar to that to, to give them good advice. And I think that the whole question that people kind of approach when it comes to buying a home is, okay, what's, what is it going to do to us on a monthly basis? Yeah. And, and I don't know that people really unpack everything they need to when they think about that, because, you know, and we're just trying to give you the information, the listener out there, but yes, you're going to have a mortgage payment, but then you're also going to have a principal and interest, then you're going to have taxes and insurance. Mm-hmm. So you, it's that P-I-T-I, that's the lingo out there that people talk about. You know, it's not just taking a calculator and saying, okay, I want to buy a $100,000 house and here's what my payment would be. 
which you can do that on migonline.com. But you also need to factor in how much are the real estate taxes. Now, folks out there, that could be on a hundred thousand um, dollar home value in Knoxville. You know, it could be six, seven hundred dollars additional per year, and then you might have insurance as well. That's another seven hundred dollars. So you're going to have another, you know, another at least hundred to hundred fifty dollars that you need to factor in. So that goes back to the budgeting. Yeah, do you live in the city? Do you live in the county? You right. Know, those types of things, absolutely. Yeah. What about the expenses of having your trash hauled away and things of that nature? And what about uh, who's going to do your insurance? You know, or fire protection you if you live in Knox County. Right. Yeah. Or Carnes, who has volunteer fire department. It's exactly. 295 or so, 395 per year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, let's also just be, let's be honest, we're homeowners here. We're trying to get Shine, our producer, in there as well. But think about it from a maintenance perspective. I mean, how many times per year do you say, oh, here's $200, here's $100, you know, it adds up over time. And so do you have a template or some way of calculating the basics? You know, that's a another great point. I don't know that I have a template, but it's one of those things that based off of experience, right. you know, and the age of the home uh, and things of that nature, you know, and, and just using a personal example, uh, when I bought my home uh, and I told my wife that based off the age of the home, she should be prepared to replace the roof, the water heater, and the HVAC. I mean, it was just... You didn't want that home. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, you know, we had some hail come through and so that replaced the roof. Right. So I got off lucky on that one. But uh, yeah. but the point is considering those things yeah. based off of the age of the home. Sure. Uh, if it's new construction, if it's an older older home, those types of things. So mm-hmm. we certainly have discussions about that and work that into the conversation. And another big thing too is what neighborhood is your home in? You may have homeowners association dues that are due on a monthly basis that you need to consider as well. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, another thing, for instance, um, that you should think about is, hey, guess what? There's a neighborhood pool like over where you live, which is a great pool, but there's an additional cost to joining that pool. I mean, you really just need to do a brain dump and just think what are all of the possible things that could come up. And Kevin, I would throw in there, part of your um, people that you pick to help your customer would be a good real estate agent because they know the market, they know the subdivisions, they know the areas, so they really can help define your, your location where you're looking. That's a good point. And that's part, I think, of the strategic alliance that Bobby spoke about because Bobby has been around for a while. He, he has people in his, you know, in his repertoire of different, you know, alliances that he can help direct you to the right person. Um, just like at MIG, we also have, you know, we have people as well. You know, in Bobby and them, I think the big thing, too, that I like um, is that they also do homeowner's insurance downstairs, um, you know, and they can take care of the homeowner's insurance. And that's that's really great for us because, you know, if you come and get pre-qualified at Mortgage Investors Group and you're at the main office and one of the big hangups that we have for closing is not having the homeowner's insurance in place. So they can take care of that. You know, and, and that's really a big piece of it. But But also to the realtor side of it, when you're thinking about buying a home, a realtor... Uh, I'm going to maybe speak out of line a little bit here. A good realtor should help you figure out what the expenses are going to be for this home. They're going to find out if there's a homeowners association. They're going to find out if there's a neighborhood pool. They're going to find out what the average electricity is going to be for that property. So there's many different things that could go into that. Is there anything else in buying a home? We only have a couple of minutes left. Time has flown with Bobby Lopez here. Um, But is there any other things that maybe you can think of that that we didn't touch on? Because owning a home is the American dream. I think it is important. Um, There's other things, though, too, 
if we're being honest, which we are, that you need to think about? But what are some other things maybe that, that we didn't touch on? Well, I also think that, you know, hand in hand with what you said with uh, a good realtor should help you uh, understand the costs of the home and things of that nature. You know, a good advisor should discuss with your realtor certain things to make sure that as you're applying for the home and you're doing those things that your net worth statements are in order, everything is in order, you can qualify for the home and things of that nature. But uh, the biggest thing is, you know, we've talked about a number of things, whether it be goal planning, budgeting, emergency savings, all of that stuff. The biggest thing is just developing a plan. Mm. And this can seem very onerous. Uh, can seem, you know, it doesn't just seem it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just I mean, this could seem very onerous, but you know, yeah. you can hire somebody to help you deal with that. Uh, typically, most advisors will meet with you. They'll have a conversation, uh, and it, it's not going to cost you anything to have a conversation. It's just a conversation to find out what you're looking for. And then the last thing I'll say is you've got to take action now before you have to begin making decisions on uh, a trade-off. Do I want to retire early, or do I need to keep working because I put this decision off? Mm. Um, there's those things that procrastination will eat away at you on. Absolutely. Well, you can call the quarterback, Bobby Lopez. You can directly call him on his direct line at 865-246-1725. And can I give his e- your email as well? Sure. You, it's Bobby Lopez at financialguide.com. I guess if you had said no, you'd have sounded like kind of like a jerk. But yeah. <laughs> I guess you And all that can be it. found on the housinghour.com. The housinghour.com. We're going to have his contact information and you can direct your friends and family to that show, this show, because this has been awesome. Great information. We'll be right back after these messages. Your home for Fox News Radio 100.3 WNOX. At Title Associates of Knoxville, we are all about you. You, the buyer, the seller, the real estate agent, or the lender. Hi, I'm Sue Benson, owner of Title Associates. In today's real estate market, it is more important than ever to have a title company with experience, a company you can trust, and one that conducts business with you in mind. Our staff has been serving Knoxville and surrounding counties for over 20 years with timely attentive service. We are constantly updating and re-educating ourselves to ensure the best possible service to our customers. At Title Associates, we are proud to be a part of this community, a community that has remained positive during the downturn of the economy and a community that will recover with an even stronger real estate market. If you're buying, selling, or refinancing, our staff promises to make your closing a pleasant one. If you're a real estate agent looking for excellent customer service, give us a call, 777-1040, or visit our website at tanox.com. Title Associates, your choice and the right choice. Mortgage Investors Group is committed to being your home loan solution. It's just that simple. With over 22 years of experience in the home financing business and over 60,000 clients, MIG is Tennessee's leading independent mortgage lender. Whether you're looking to upgrade your current home, purchase your first home, or need to simply refinance to a lower rate, now is the time to move. There has never been a better time to buy a home than there is today. Record low rates, great selection of homes for sale, and sellers ready to sell. This environment will not last forever. Mortgage Investors Group has money to lend, experienced loan officers to guide you, and a singular focus of helping you. Contact us and we will help you realize your American dream today. MIGonline.com or 865-691-8910. Equal housing lender, Tennessee license number 109111. Mortgage Investors Group. What's your New Year's resolution? Spending more time with your family and friends? 
getting back into shape, enjoying life more? How about this? Own your own home. According to local statistics, hundreds of more homes were sold last year than the previous two years. The market is back. So, if you're dreaming of a new home, Mortgage Investors Group has the best loan to make your New Year's resolution come true. With 18 offices in Tennessee and the lowest mortgage rates in our nation's history, our federally licensed loan officers can help you with your purchase or refinance needs. Think of it this way. Owning your own home can make all the other resolutions come true. So call us today, 800-489-8910, or visit us online at mortgageinvestorsgroup.com or thehousinghour.com. Mortgage Investors Group, making New Year resolutions come true for the past 23 years. Tennessee Mortgage License Number 109111. Your Fox News Radio source, 100.3 WNOX. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray, your host. I'm here with Mark Griffith, our co-host. And we have a special guest in studio, and we'll get to him in just one moment. I do need to tell you real quickly about um, Admiral Title. You guys have heard me talking about him here for, for years now, I guess I can say. And Admiral Title is a company that can help you with all of your real estate closing needs. They can take care of everything from A to Z, whether it be through title insurance, you have questions about it, to what you need to bring to closing. We work in partnership with them to help you get to the closing. And our goal, just like any goal that you might set, is to make sure there's no snacks. And one of the things that we do to keep that from happening is send people to Admiral Title. So if you're a lender out there, maybe you're a a customer that's buying a home cash, then you can call them directly. It's 865-531-6060. If you're a real estate agent out there and you want to develop a relationship with a trusted title company, Phyllis Burnett with Admiral Title is the person for you. They'll take good care of you. They have for us for years. 865-531-6060. Admiral Title. Now, we're back in here to the Housing Hour, and you can also go to thehousinghour.com, and you can find us on Twitter at The Housing Hour. Facebook is facebook.com slash housing hour. And we want to introduce our special guest. Some of you remember him. It's Kevin Thomas. Kevin Thomas, thank you for joining us today. I'm glad to be here. I know. I'm very glad that you are here. Now, Kevin Thomas, there is a company that he has, which is called Knoxville Technology Services. Uh, Mark, what is that website? The website is knoxvilletechnologyservices.com. His phone number is 236-0761. There you go. And so... If you recall back a few shows ago, we had Kevin on because me and Mark, Mark and I had a vision of what we wanted our website to look like, thehousinghour.com. We met with Kevin, we gave him our vision, and he helped to execute make a reality the vision that we had. And for those of you out there listening, I'd, I'd recommend you go right now, thehousinghour.com. It is a 
has a full full suite of, of services for your viewing pleasure and exactly from this is verbatim what Kevin said which I use it all the time it has a treasure trove of information that you can go and locate all kinds of great information so Kevin now what we want to talk about we're talking this is a New Year's resolution show we're talking about we just had Bobby Lopez with Capital Financial Group and one of the things that we wanted to bring you in and talk to you about one of the other goals or one of the other resolutions that we didn't even discuss, which is protecting your family's data, or maybe you're a company and you're looking to protect your client's data. But that's a big deal, is it not, Kevin? It's uh, it's probably one of the biggest deals you're going to hear about in 2013. The largest companies out there are suffering data breaches on a daily basis. Uh, they disclose publicly, but in that disclosure, it's on a, a website hidden away from public view, and you don't hear a lot of it in the media you heard about it as much as it happened, it would probably be a little unsettling. Mm. And so the approach that I've taken now uh, in 2013, the the very first priority uh, that I discuss with anybody, potential clients and current clients, is the protection of that data. What is your strategy? Um, We talk about prepping, doomsday prepping. We see these uh, these trends. Uh, We need to talk about prepping with regards to catastrophic data loss. Uh, assuming the world's not going to end and Facebook is no longer relevant, there's uh, th- there's going to be catastrophic data loss at least once in everybody's life. Mm. Uh, and it's not until after that happens that they decide to take a different approach. Mm. Technology is so good, the complacency that it will always be there when they turn their device on uh, over time puts people in a position psychologically where they don't worry about it. Mm. Uh, However, if, if you take that device away for a day, uh, you see people suffer withdrawal symptoms, mm. like if they lose their <laughs> phone. Yeah. Um, well, again, if they lose access to all of their data, you'll see something similar. And that's the mind frame that we have to have when we talk about data protection. Let's talk about data um, that they could lose. And for a family, it could be something like photographs, for instance. It could be um, very, very important photographs that you thought that you have stored. Maybe you took them directly from from your camera, directly to your computer, and you deleted them off of the SD card. And you feel very confident that that data will always be there on your computer. That's one of, for me at least, let me just speak for myself, that's the thing that concerns me the most because, I mean, I take hundreds and hundreds of pictures a week of my, just anything. I just take pictures. That's one of my big hobbies. And all of those are on my MacBook, or not, I'm sorry, on my iMac iMac. The good ones are on Facebook, so I kind of have a storage there, but they're not the original prints. So, so is that one of the things that may be concerning? There's huge concerns not only with physical data loss with regards to a hardware failure on somebody's device, but there's also data breach, Mm. where once your device is breached uh, by malware or malicious intent from an outside third party, that the data is not only breached, uh, but also destroyed, Mm. uh, and hence then irretrievable. Mm. Um, Companies do a very good job of making sure that the threat is minimized. But unfortunately, on a personal level uh, and on a company level, the day-to-day operations kind of preempt the focus on making sure that that data is properly handled and and stored both on-site and Mm -hmm. off-site. You have to have that two-tier strategy because if, if theft occurs, you don't have access to the device. 
But I had McAfee uh, virus protection. Aren't I protected? I mean, I paid for it. There's a thing called zero-day exploits. And these are things that occur before the virus companies even know that they're out there. Uh, They work quickly to patch them. In the case of Microsoft, they do updates, but they only do them in certain increments. So you're left exposed for a period of time. I mean, it's kind of like if you get the flu shot, it doesn't mean you're not going to get the flu. It's it's worse than that. Um, and I'm not trying to use scare tactics, but there there's a situation going on right now with uh, respect to Java. If you have the Java virtual machine running on your computer, which was the doorway into Apple's problems several months ago, there was a Java exploit that infected Macs worldwide. Uh, Apple took the move that they were no longer going to ship Java with their operating system because Java is the single most exploitable doorway into devices now. And it's mm. on billions of devices. If you go to Oracle's site, you'll see that it's they, they tout the fact. They're proud of it. Mm. If you're not using Java or you have Java on your machine, uh, you simply visit a website, a Java-enabled banner ad shows, and there are exploits that exist in it uh, as recently as last week that people can exploit and get into your machine. Uh, and begin the process of siphoning off what you consider to be your most precious assets in terms of digital um, digital assets. So when you look at the, the attack vectors that are out there and the fact that these attack vectors are continually expanding and you have technology moving forward at the pace that you do, the new okay. Samsung phone. Hold, hold on real quick. Yes. Because I do have a new Samsung phone. I need to, but okay. l- the attack vectors. Yes. Because we have a very intelligent group of people listening, but the attack vectors, what would that be? Would that be like the Java would that be an attack vector? Uh, Java being uh, existing on your machine, if I go to a website that has a Java applet running in the page, mm-hmm. it may not be visible to me, but it would still execute. Mm-hmm. So your browser has to do a good job. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the Samsung phone, yeah. the your, your, your antivirus has to do a good job of intercepting a lot of these things. And a lot mm-hmm. of times it won't because you've said, hey, I consider this a safe site right. and an right. antivirus will ig- ignore it. Mm-hmm. Um, in the case of these exploits, the uh, the speed at which things are moving forward, they can't patch these holes quickly mm-hmm. enough. Right. Uh, companies are also very hesitant to admit that they have these kinds of vulnerabilities because, frankly, it's embarrassing. Right. Uh, and litigious. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have a situation where uh, there is a slow response time. So the- well, let's talk about let's let's take it down and boil it down to the everyday average American that is listening. That because there's two tiers here. There's the companies that are out there, which we have a lot of those who do handle our sensitive stuff. But let's first talk about the individual. What are some things that they can do to help? As a New, Year re- New Year's resolution, they want the, one of the things they want to do is they want to protect their data. They want to learn about these things. You were mentioning off air uh, about the amount of backups that you should have. So let's talk. Let's start there. What should people do? Organize their data. Okay. So that when they have a backup, create new folders on their desktop. What What do you mean? Well, people's electronic files are probably as out of sorts as their physical files. <laughs> yeah. uh, when I'll it, raise my hand to that. <laughs> Amen, bro. Right. And when it comes to backing up, you have stuff scattered all over the place. And so backing it up means I either have to back up the entire drive to make sure I catch everything, mm-hmm. or uh, you run the risk of not getting everything <laughs> properly saved. So you have to organize your data. Once your data is organized, Investigate third-party off-site backups of some kind. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to. Endorse what about it. Google Drive? 
Google Drive is a good start, mm -hmm. but it's not a continuous on-the-fly backup. If I put some files in You're my right. pictures folder, if I don't drag it to Google Drive, it won't back it up. And but even then, it takes it takes a while for it to upload. It's got to upload, right? Right. There are services that do a very good job of working in the background. They're very friendly. Mm -hmm. uh, and what happens is once that initial backup is done, any incremental changes are done very quickly. Mm. Um, so, and then you have access to them from any other device that you own. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're very sensitive about security, you can even encrypt it before you send it up. Mm-hmm. We have about four minutes left, and I have so much to get to, and we're going to have to have you back on very, very soon. But let's talk about what are some things, what are some other things that they can do, because that's the off-site backup, but then you also mentioned they should have, um, you have the, the hard drive, and then you should also have an external hard drive backup as well. So that's three backups, correct? Yes. Okay. And once they do that, and they investigate the third party, um, what are some other things that they can do to protect their data? Uh, well, they need to make sure that their browsers are not able to run uh, malicious software. That would mean turning Java off in the various browsers. Mm. Um, they can simply Google uh, disable Java, and it will take you to a number of sites that will show you how to do it, and it has to be done in each browser. If so you, you mean each browser, if you have Firefox, if you have Internet Explorer, and you, you may have Safari, so you need it? to go in and do that with each? If you're not using Java for any programs, and most people who are not um, tech savvy, if they're not using Java and it's hanging around because they installed a program that did once use it, uh, there's no reason to have it there. If they do have programs that are using Java and do require it, make sure you have the latest version and make sure that it's turned off in your browsers, unless, of course, you need it to go to certain sites. In Europe, there are some banking uh, sites that uh, unless you have Java running, you can't do online banking. Um, so in those cases... Those Choose a new bank. You can't. You're, you're in a right. nation that doesn't have any other choice because they've nationalized it, and that's how it is. Mm. So you have these kinds of issues. Those socialists. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Go but, ahead. But one of the things that we do at Knoxville Technology Services is we're happy to talk to anybody about their situation. Mm. Uh, it's a brief primer on what to do. Um, every situation is unique, so unfortunately, I don't have a one-size-fits-all prescription. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm happy to take any call and talk. That's to a good about thing it. because one of the biggest things that we try to sell on this show is that we want to give you people um, somebody to talk to and advise you. I don't mean to say you people, but our <laughs> listeners, y'all, we want to give you guys someone. And I tell you, Kevin, because we've we've had many conversations. He's very easy to talk to. He knows what he's talking about. He he knows more than any technologist. It's incredible. You're not. I mean, a technologist is probably not giving you enough credit. But he definitely is the easiest person to talk to. So you you would then be able to identify for them and help them to identify what things they what goals they need to, what things they need to do. What's actionable steps they need to take remediation would be short and the friction between them and their technology would be reduced mm -hmm. uh, and their peace of mind would increase yeah. um, and that's just on the data backup side there's a variety of other things that can be done on the corporate level too especially yeah. with bring your own device and all of these other threats that are now in yeah. uh, so we can cover the spectrum 
yeah. uh, at least with threat management. Well, then what we need to do is to have him back on really soon. Absolutely. And and because unfortunately we're running short on today's show, fifteen minutes goes by so and quick. we'll be posting Shine this was over there protect your home. quickening the time somehow. So thank you guys for joining us on the housing hour for this great and special show. We'll see you guys next week right back here on the housing hour, brought to you by Mortgage Investors Group. See you next week, everybody. That's the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray for today. Join Kevin and his guests each week at this time to keep up with the why and the why not. You need to know, so come here to find out. This program is presented by Mortgage Investors Group.